0: blaze radio network on demand glenn
1: back well good news hillary clinton is back again kind of like herpes it you you just can't no matter what you take you just can't shake it now was that was that unkind this (laughs) this is an interesting comparison well it just won't ever seem to go away will it She's there to remind us that she is relevant and her husband, a Democrat, is not a rapist. Definitely not a rapist. So we shouldn't listen to the dozen or so women who have accused him of sexual assault over the past few decades. Instead, we should focus on the evil Republicans and their plot to fill the Supreme Court with sexual predators. Also, she's going on tour and wants everybody to know that $700 a ticket Totally worth it. Here she is talking about her tour in an interview with the very fair and balanced Christiane Anampour.
2: You say that you're going to talk about the difficulties that your husband went through, that you went through. Obviously, you're going to be prepared to have questions about that moment in 1998, the impeachment, Mm. um, the allegations of sexual harassment against your own husband.
0: Are you prepared
2: to answer those questions? Is he prepared to answer them? And how do you see that Similar or different from what President Trump is being accused of, and Kavanaugh and others today?
3: Well, uh, there's a very significant difference, uh, and yes. that is the intense, long-lasting partisan investigation <laughs> that was conducted in the 90s. <laughs> if um, you know the Republicans, starting with President Trump uh-huh. on down, uh, want uh, a comparison, they should welcome such an investigation themselves.
1: Oh, I- I do. I welcome the comparison, the the investigation. I don't need to welcome it. It's already happening. They've been there's been a partisan investigation on Donald Trump since before he was elected. Now, one woman who hasn't remained quiet about Bill Clinton's bad behavior and the hypocrisy of the left is Juanita Broderick. You know, the woman who said Bill Clinton raped me. She says, I have 20 times more evidence for my rape by Bill Clinton than Dr. Ford has against Kavanaugh. Democrats all turn their backs on me. All women are believed as long as they're not conservative, as long as the assault was not done by Democrats, end quote. Here she is in a recent interview with Laura Ingram when asked what she thought about the Democrats' circus-like handling of Kavanaugh's confirmation.
2: It makes me go back to 1999 when uh, Dianne Feinstein, along with every other Democrat, refused to read my deposition to the Independent Council. They wouldn't have nothing to do with it. Uh, that just shows you the difference in the double standard that existed back then and still does today. I think it's, uh, I think this is astonishing mm-hmm. that they can do this to Mr. Kavanaugh
1: astonishing certainly is the word it's astonishing that someone could survive with such cognitive dissidence isn't it she complains Democrats should be tougher and fight harder but she clams up and starts speaking full-blown legalese when someone asks how can you go on huge rants about sexual predators when your husband is widely considered to be a sexual predator and has a very credible charge of rape of course, she responds by hardening her face into that stony grin. Hillary Clinton, certainly astonishing.
3: It's Wednesday, October 10th. You're listening to the Glenbeck program.
1: You know the nice thing, though, about Hillary Clinton? Everybody knows she's lying. You know what I mean? Every, yeah. Nobody buys nobody buys her act anymore. No, which is really nice. It's really well, CNN, Christiana Anampur, she still buys into it. Yeah,
4: I I don't know that I would really make that distinction. I mean, who who cares what what she thinks? Really, either of them. I mean, I was like, I mean, it's two voices that I I almost can't hear. I care so little about what they say. It's
1: almost like they're cutting woods in a forest. (laughs)
5: Yeah.
4: yeah. (laughs) Trees are falling and nobody's hearing it. And I'm in the middle Mm. of a city. Yeah. Many, many yeah. hundreds of miles yeah. away. I cannot hear the
1: trees falling. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. I watched something that was so outrageous last night. <sighs> what was it? And I thought to myself, wow. I'm really not outraged. I don't care. It's I hard. I just don't care.
4: It's hard. I mean, there's a lot of stuff today. I mean, there you know, the things that the people that are trying to cover this election and the you know, the Kavanaugh thing are actually Ooh. saying I mean, they're incredible. It's as if they don't care what the words
1: they're saying mean. No, well, well, for instance, let's let's use this because we're changing definitions of words. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is um, uh, here's Brooke Baldwin on CNN. They're talking about how we, 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 we've got to be careful because people are going to be hurt because're we're, we're seeing mobs start to form. Here it is.
4: I believe it's the overreaction of the left. When you see people like Ted Cruz getting chased out of restaurants by a mob. Oh, when you see, you're when not going to use the mob I will, word oh, here. Oh, it's, it's totally a mob. It is without there's a doubt. I mean, it's, it's, there's no other word Matt. for it. It's a... Look, go Matt. watch. Show, put up the a video. Mob, stop. Stop. A put a up mob, the video. A mob is what we saw. In Charlottesville, Virginia, two Augusts oh, ago. No, a mob God. is I think so. not yeah. what we saw chasing. I'm what not about, saying what, what they the did people, was right. What about the people who were at the Supreme Court banging on the walls? What do lobby. you call that? Civil protest? Or is that a mob? I think it's easily a mob.
2: Yeah, and if it were tea partiers, we'd call it a mob for sure. Come on, let's
4: be serious. Come on, come on. I mean, because I saw lots of tea partiers going to the Supreme Court and banging on the on the walls. And by the way, I got plenty of Supreme Court decisions that make me want to bang on the walls of the Supreme Court. Right. But we don't do those things because we're supposed we're supposed to be in a civil society. Right. I'm trying to, to remember. I'm trying
1: to remember all of the people the tea partiers uh, chased down with their children, you know, and the homemade signs. How many people they chased down in restaurants and surrounded? I cannot think of one example. In fact, if you want an example of this, what did Nancy Pelosi do during the health care bill? She and uh, was it John Lewis marched out into the crowd, into the crowd, trying to get them to do that. And they wouldn't. (laughs) Do you remember? Yeah. They tried to get them to be violent. They said all kinds of crazy things, throw gasoline all over them, and then they linked arms and marched bravely through that crowd when they didn't have to. They were trying to get the Tea Party to become a violent mob. They didn't. Can you imagine what would have happened if Donald Trump... And Brett Kavanaugh would have linked arms and tried to walk through the crowd in Washington, D.C. would not have been pretty. It would not have been pretty. And by the way, I mean, you know,
4: you can talk about some of these things. I mean, Antifa, that's not a mob. They're like torching
1: cities and they're taking over That's no, the FBI, no, wait, wait, wait. institutions. That's a riot. That is a yeah. riot by a mob yeah. could you define mob please look it up in the dictionary find out let's let's make sure we know what we're talking about mob mob a large crowd of people especially one that
4: is disorderly yes. and intent on causing trouble or violence okay
1: and the, and the quote is
4: a mob of protesters oh <laughs> that's their
1: okay. that's their usage so is this not a disorderly crowd of people that are trying to, what would you say? Uh, uh, intent, cause, intent
4: on causing trouble. Intent on causing trouble. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you think, well, Brett Kavanaugh is a, a terrible person and stopping him is good, so that's not causing trouble. I mean, if you're going to go well, down that road, I guess you can sorry, again,
1: That it not Does it say there unless you're right? It just says intent on causing trouble or Right, it doesn't or. say, you know, uh, uh, with
4: an exception of those who are absolutely right. What, what I'm saying, though, is that the media... Does not see harassing conservatives as causing trouble. Correct. That is the issue. Correct. They see this as a correct. They see this as like that. You know, they're. It's basically you know charity work. Correct. Right. I mean, they're they're doing good for the people. You're stopping these evil uh, old white people who have names like Cruz. Uh, that you know.
1: Thanks, thanks, Beto. Yeah, I know. I mean, but that the is Irish guy, the Irish guy, Robert uh, Francis O'Rourke. <laughs> Let me tell you, these white people, these old white people, will do ya. <laughs> really, Beto? Really? Okay, so let's listen to a couple of things. First, we have CNN. We just played. Oh, you're not going to call it a mob. Yes, I'm going to call it a mob. Uh, Now, here's Maxine Waters trying to say... We're trying to redefine protest as mob rule. Here it is.
2: Protest is guaranteed to uh, a democratic society. Yes, it is. We know that this is guaranteed to us uh, by the Constitution. They're trying uh, to change the description of protest and call it a mob. Well, no, this president is the poster boy uh, for what a mob uh, protester looks like. He is a matter of fact. He's the one who has been violent in his speech. He's the one in his rallies that said things like this. I'd like to punch him in the face. Trump said that at one of his rallies. He said, "Knock the crap out of them, uh, would you?" And seriously, okay, just knock the hell. I mean, okay, all right,
1: okay, we got it. Now that's what she's saying. She's saying that Donald Trump is the one who's violent in their speech. Uh, Let's go to Jennifer Epps Addison. She's the network president and co-executive director at the Center for Popular Democracy. Here's what she's saying to the crowds. Lawmakers and leftists continue to push.
2: Protest is guaranteed no, no. to.
1: Sorry, sorry. New women
2: in the airport were getting up in their face and they thought that us calmly saying listen to survivors was enough to shake and intimidate them. But well, Wait till.
1: wait till they go anywhere we see them now here's here's the problem let's ratchet things down just a bit and listen to somebody who says mm, i think there's real trouble on the way and has reason to say that here's Rand paul
0: So uh, when people like cory booker say get up in their face he, he may think that that's okay, but what he doesn't realize is that for about every thousand person that might want to get up in your face, one of them is going to be unstable enough to commit violence. When I was at the ball field and Steve Scalise was nearly killed, the guy shooting up the ball field and shooting, I think five or six people were, were shot. Steve Scalise was almost killed. He was yelling, this is for healthcare. He had a list in his pocket of conservative Republicans that he wanted to kill. You know, when I was attacked in my yard and had six of my ribs broken, uh, pneumonia, lung contusion, all of that. These are people that are unstable. We don't want to encourage them. We have to somehow ratchet it down and say we're not encouraging that violence is ever okay, ever a reason for or a means for trying to resolve things. I feel that there's going to be an assassination. I really worry that someone is going to be killed and uh, that those who are ratcheting up the, the, the conversation, those who are ratcheting up saying get in their face, they have to realize that they bear some responsibility if this elevates to violence.
1: So do you remember the time when people like Brooke Baldwin and CNN were lecturing us that you couldn't say you're going to target a district because that, of course, led to violence? Couldn't target a district. Remember the lectures of your words have power because you don't know who's listening to them. And we said, unless you're unless you're endorsing this, we are calling for peaceful rallies. And they were. And they were. These are not peaceful. How many people were arrested from the Tea Party? Riots. Mobs. How many? I don't remember any. There's 400 just last weekend on the left. 400. That's disorderly. That's not a peaceful protest. Your words do have power. Because you do mean violence. Now, how can Glenn Beck even say that? Well, I'll back it up when we come back.. Okay, heads up. Facebook's been hacked, but only they've only put in jeopardy the security of about 50 million people. So I mean, that's no big deal, right? They stole the access tokens. Which can be used to take over your account. Now, access tokens are like digital keys that keep you locked in so you don't have to re enter your password every time. Well, Facebook says they fixed the vulnerability and informed law enforcement. Well, what about the 50 million people? Your personal information is one. Just one hack away from a data breach where criminals can open your account, file your tax returns, buy property. There are so many threats in today's connected world, and it takes one week link for the criminals to get in. New LifeLock Identity Theft Protection uh, adds the power of Norton security and helps protect against threats to your identity and to your devices. Tonight, we are doing a uh, is it tonight? That's the special on the dark web. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to show you how you can get away from these people who are trying to track your every move. It is a pretty remarkable show that we actually had to check with legal and run everything through legal to make sure that we could show you what we were showing you uh, tonight. Don't miss it on the Blaze TV at five o'clock. Now, nobody can stop all cyber threats, prevent all identity theft, or monitor all transactions. But LifeLock with Norton Security can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So go to lifeLock.com or call one eight hundred LifeLock. Use the promo code BACK for an extra ten percent off your first year plus a twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card with the annual enrollment. That's promo code BACK. Terms and conditions do apply. So, I read a story from uh, the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Yeah. Uh, Why calls for unity in American politics are just not enough. Something wrong with the rest of the internet?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't understand how this
1: occurred. (laughs) Uh, The story says, look at the 1930s and 40s. The U.S. is in the midst of a tepid economic recovery following a catastrophic downturn, but millions of Americans continue to feel left behind. Some turn their anger on corporations and Wall Street. Others target non-white immigrant workers. A charismatic media personality with a populist message attacks religious minorities. Conservatives denounce the president and his allies for flouting the Constitution and steering the United States towards socialism. Meanwhile, many on the left warn that fascism is taking root in America. America okay let's just go through Let's just go through this because they say this isn't this isn't our time this is this is the 1930s and 40s okay uh the the U.S. is in the midst of tepid economic recovery following a catastrophic downturn millions of Americans continue to feel left behind yep that's that's been true now we're not in a tepid recovery are we some turn their anger on corporations and Wall Street yes that would be the left that would be the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, others target non-white immigrant workers. Who's doing
4: that? I mean, I guess they would claim that's like border enforcement,
1: right? Like, Yeah, that's border enforcement. That's the law. different than... Cl- yeah, that's mm-hmm. the law. That's claiming we do not know who's in our country, and we're also worried about terrorism. Um, a charismatic media personality with a populist message attacks religious minorities. Well, who could that be? <laughs> Because I, 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 know, know. I know I went to stand with Israel. If anybody's attacking religious minorities, hell with that, religious majorities. It's the left. Conservatives denounce the president and his allies for flouting the Constitution and steering the United States towards socialism. Yep, did that one because that's what's happening that's what did happen
4: i ask uh, alexandria ocasio-cortez yeah if that's a it's, a it's
1: a crazy accusation right. at this point many on the left warn that fascism is taking root in america no socialism is taking root in america socialism yeah i mean people on the left say fascists every time someone does something they don't like right it's just but, uh, no no no, no. To that, every that's situation. not fascism it, that is, it's socialism that is sweeping the nation. Remember the headline? We're all socialists now. That's what's uh, sweeping the nation. Uh, parallels between the two eras aren't perfect, but in the late 1930s... Oh, as wait, today, they, hmm? uh, that's an understatement of the year. Can you say that last no, one again? No, no. The parallels between the two eras
4: aren't perfect. They're not perfect. No, they're that not is perfect. one way to describe yes. what you've just done. Yeah, yes. About
1: three quarters of them are completely inaccurate. <laughs> but in the nat- late 1930s as today political rancor social division and the threat posed by alien ideologies sparked widespread unease what is the alien ideology of today yeah of today or back then I mean
4: the fact that one of the two major parties has embraced democratic socialism is yes. pretty alien to me yes
1: the 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 fear back in the 30s was communism uh, the and the left said no it's fascism well okay. Um, I guess. I mean, it was Adolf Hitler and Mussolini that said that uh, FDR is one of us. He is a fascist. So maybe it was that. But there's more. Hang on. This is the Glenn Beck
3: program.
1: You know, if you look at the the civil unrest in America and you really look at the history, you will find that it is almost always the left and in particular the communist marxist left that is behind the civil unrest if you look at uh you know here's 1783 to 1799 and you know 1829 to 1850 the riots and and it's that's you know a, a paragraph each but after the communist manifesto Well, then you start to get some interesting riots, usually called strikes. Now, some of these things are legitimate when it comes to race. But a lot of these come from a progressive in office who is doing something and stirring people up against one another. For instance, the greatest example is Woodrow Wilson, where he's, you know, He's practically heaping praise on the Klan. He shows the first uh, movie ever shown in the, in the White House, and it's one glorifying the Klan. The Klan goes through a resurgence. He was heavily involved in it. He resegregated heavily. the military. Yeah. I mean, he did all sorts of things. Like so that. you see this. All of a sudden, you start to see this real uptick of race riots again in the, in the 19, you know, fifteen onward. Well, that's because of resegregation and all the things that a progressive planted. All right, but let me just go through and see if you can find any patterns here. The Patterson Silk Strike, the Copper County Strike, the Indianapolis Streetcar Strike, uh, the Seattle General Strike, May Day Riots, Red Summer, the Boston Police Strike, the Steel Strike. Any of those? Seems uh, labor-related, I would Seems say. Seems labor-related, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Labor. Who? I'm sorry. If you look these up, almost every time you will find the international workers of the world. Who are the international workers of the world? That is, of course, uh, based in communism yes, and it is, it is the communist arm here in America. The international workers of the world. Unite, rise up against your oppressors. You also had in 1916 the Preparedness Day bombing in San Francisco. Uh, you had a um, uh, you had Red Summer, which was about 20 of them. You had May Day riots. You had the Centralia massacre. What's interesting is the Preparedness Day bombing that was the left and communists saying you, you can't get involved in the war because it's so unethical and we're going to bomb you until you stop it's the best way to say that war right. is unethical is with a bomb right the centralia massacre if i'm not mistaken was again the leftists the uh, i can't remember which one it was but it was a communist organization that was against uh all of the um all of the american legions and they were coming home so they're they, they go and they protest i think it was a parade and they actually end up rioting and killing people okay good then you look in the 1930s and 40s it's yeah, and that was centrally it was uh in, industrial workers of the world as well. okay mm-hmm. so thank you okay minneapolis uh minneapolis teamster strike 1934 the auto light strike the west coast longshore strike do you even know what that one was that that happened may 9th through october 12th that one shut down san francisco bay uh the ports in california portland and seattle mm. and who was behind that one uh, probably some conservative think tank. yeah no no the textile workers strike oh. the flint sit down strike the battle of the overpass the republic steel strike Almost all of these, and including many of the race riots, have communist and Marxist fingerprints on them. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's fundamental to the ideology,
4: right? Revolution yes, is, is
1: fundamental
4: to the ideology, so yes, it's it not is. surprising that this is happening
1: again know, constantly. I just, I'm, I'm really tired of, of hearing, uh. Or I should say it this way. I'm really tired of the media and their lies and their cover up for history and truth. You know, Donald Trump says that you and media are the enemy of the American people. Well, if you are knowingly lying, you are. and i'm I'm sorry, but i'm I'm trying to get my arms around. A group of intelligent people that cannot see that what they said about the Tea Party that never happened is now what they're excusing from the left. And we already have attempted assassinations. We have somebody who tried to assassinate Congress, the Republican congressman, Yeah, almost killed one of them. As he was pulling the trigger, shooting at all of them, he was shouting, this is for health care. People are like, do you believe
4: Rand Paul said he thinks there might be an assassination? I don't know. He was standing on a freaking baseball field being shot at and then got attacked in his front yard. Well, yeah, I can, I can believe he thinks that might happen.
1: I believe it's almost happened happen. to him a couple times. I have warned that is the only thing that hasn't happened. If you're looking in the 1930s, the teens, the 60s, and now today, the only thing that hasn't happened, that hasn't repeated itself almost exactly. Assassinations. Well, because the press didn't make a big deal out of it, because they wanted to bury it because it was a Bernie Sanders volunteer People don't realize you had someone try to kill a third of the congressmen a third right I
4: th- no I think it was I, I want to say it was because they were s- f- I think it was like one tenth of the elected Republicans okay um so yeah, but, you know so still a, a, lot tenth,
1: a tenth of the <laughs> right. republican yeah you they he tried to kill the mass of
4: Republicans it's amazing it is incredible. Not in, and by the way, not in 1918. Right? We, we don't need to go no. back for that. This is just what this is 2017. Right? I mean, this is not a long time ago. Right? It was it was a 16 or 17. It was 17, wasn't it? It was 17. It? Yeah.
1: It was 17.
4: I mean, this is not the fact that we just had the 1-year anniversary of the game. That was yeah. just a month or two ago. Uh, I you know, it's incredible that that event at the, like how on earth can you be encouraging your Crazy side when you're Maxine Waters or you're, you know, uh, someone on the left encouraging them to go out and get in the face of Republican congressmen when they've already tried this one at the baseball field. We've seen the results of encouraging people to get in the face of Republican congressmen. We never said anything like that. We talked about uh, uh, about ideas. We talked about gathering right? Gathering together. Uh, you saw the, the actual gatherings we were a part of. You saw the one in Washington, D.C. You got 500,000 people. There's barely a piece of trash left after we walked out
1: of that place. Let me go to Dan in Georgia. Hello, Dan. You're on the Glenbeck program.
6: Hey, hey, Glenn. How you doing this morning? Hey, Stu. Hey. Hey, um, I want to ask you a serious question. All right. When is it our turn?
1: When is it our turn for what?
6: fight back when is it our turn to take back the capital in
1: what way in what way,
4: in is what is way are you talking turn, about you got to get a couple a few weeks you can go vote and and, and get that taken care oh, of I, I
6: i intend to vote I yeah so do i since 2000 2009 mm-hmm. and 2010 when i told my wife that there will be blood in the streets
1: uh-huh so what is, your, what is your what is your question talk. define when is it our turn tell me what you mean by that
6: when are we going to be allowed to protect ourselves Protect our representatives, protect our streets, protect our businesses, protect the innocent.
1: Okay, well, you are um, allowed to protect yourself. If your life is in danger uh, and you are under threat, you do have a right to protect yourself. Right, So that's a a natural That's that's a natural law. That's a natural right. You have that. If you're talking about when are we going to grab guns... And go kill people. Uh, you can count me out in that. Yeah, never a clock on, on that one. Yeah, for Yeah, you can count me out on that. Now, if I'm not asking if,
6: you for guns,
1: Did what are you, you asking for? me. No. Oh, okay. What are you asking for?
6: When it? Well, you keep saying do not, do not push back, do not give them no. I not want.
1: say I do not say that. I do not say you, don't. Do you no, sir. Say, no, sir. You do always, not
6: you're telling us all the time to not fall for the trick. Don't let them win. Don't let them, Don't you know, that this is what don't they want. Don't become want you to get angry. them.
1: Yes. Exactly. Don't become exactly. what you despise. Do you want to become exactly. them? You want to become no, them. I
6: want to protect my children. I want so to do protect I. my streets.
1: So do I. Okay, so
6: I don't, I don't have $6 million in security guards. So how do I do it? When do
1: we... Yes. What is your? Tell me, sir, what your threat <laughs> level is right now. Tell me what your threat level is right now. Well,
6: if I wear a shirt that says "Stand for the Flag," and I wear it to Kroger, and I get dirty looks from two dudes, much—oh my gosh, than my dirty looks! Wow. Really high. Not dirty yes. looks. We not all dirty have looks. a right to protect to
4: wear... ourselves against dirty looks.
6: Right. So you guys make a joke out of it? No,
1: sir. I'm not making a joke of it. Me, you are. You. you are. No, I'm not. You are obviously ready to fight right now.
6: I am. I feel that it's getting to a point where we have to fight because the way that this is going, how do you want to the fight level at which it's ramping up? How do I you want to know. fight?
1: How do you want to fight? I
6: don't know. Well, we, saw the, some, we saw you, some, you
1: do. You do. You yeah. just won't say I, it on national I, radio. How do you want to fight? No, I'll
6: say it. I don't go I ahead don't then. say I'm, it I'm on national YouTube. I, I don't care about. Go ahead and say it, man. Fire with fire. They're in our face. We get up and get back in their face. They threaten us at a dinner table. We protect our dinner table. I mean, can we hose them <laughs> down with pepper spray and mace, or are we going to go to jail and be called certain names? I mean, at what point are we allowed to defend ourselves? You
1: are allowed <laughs> to defend yourself today. If you exactly. are under threat and you feel that your family and you are in a actual unsafe condition, not a college, I feel unsafe, but an actual so threat. Cruz, Excuse so me, sir. So let me Cruz talk. Let me Ted talk. Cruz
6: stood up and took a protester down, would he have been allowed to have done that? I don't mean down like that. I mean, you know, if he thought, if, did, would he have been in his right? To defend his family and his circle from further escalation of violence,
1: yeah, he would it have been foolish. He would have been foolish to do it.
4: Escalating violence is not a defense against the further no. escalation of violence. That's just no. going to make it worse. I mean, what Ted Cruz did was win, right? What did you, did you tell me? Ted Cruz lost that. Did did we lose the Kavanaugh thing? Did we didn't. We didn't come out in the streets and 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 scream and beat the crap out of people with Kavanaugh. Is he in the Supreme Court? We
1: would have lost the Kavanaugh case. Yeah, you would have lost it. You would, would have, have lost. It. You
4: would have lost. Certainly would have lost. Jeff Flake. He was dying to vote no. But we didn't give them the opportunity. You went through and handled the situation right, and now Kavanaugh's on the Supreme Court. It was handled well. So what's,
1: and what's the next level they're going to go to now? Since I don't won't. know. We'll have to wait and see. You seem to want to predict it and act on it now. Yeah, which they, is, and I'm, I'm I'm not with you on that. Believe me, I will protect my family, and I, without my security guards i'm sorry i my threats are a little bit more than getting dirty looks in the grocery store well, two dudes at kroger though have you ever had that situation? no i've never or had, never had never two faced dudes that. at kroger look at my shirt mm-hmm. uh so I, I i am sorry that you don't have uh my s- s- security um I am sorry that my family has to go through the, the threats. I just wrote to a friend. I just wrote to a friend this morning who said, hey, I want to come and stay with you guys or, you know, just hang out with you guys over the weekend, blah, blah, blah. I said, my wife doesn't do that anymore. I've been trying to get my life, uh, my wife to to put her guard down. We don't have people over at our house anymore. We don't have anyone over at our house anymore. We don't do things like that because our life has been so unbelievably chaotic. And yes, a little more than Kroger. I am not mocking you for what you have to go through. I would just like to remind you that Martin Luther King went through a lot more. Abraham Lincoln went through a lot more. Abraham Lincoln, if you don't think Abraham Lincoln, as a man, wanted to make the South pay, if you don't think he did, you don't know history. If you think that our greatest founding fathers said exactly the same thing, we do not want war. We do not want bloodshed. Take it, take it, take it, until they couldn't take it anymore, and they then wrote the Declaration of Independence, which did not lead with why they were so mad. Instead, they wrote a plea, "This is who we are, and'll we'll stand. You just seem to want to fight, I am not with you. I look to win. All right. I want to tell you about pro flowers. If you need to send somebody, uh, uh, sorry, not pro flowers, um, uh, -Flowers 1-800-Flowers.com. If you need to send somebody flowers, you need to apologize to somebody who you you you've screwed up with your wife or whatever. Send one eight hundred flowers dot com. They have your back. Send the flowers right now. They have a special that is happening right now. If you use the promo code uh, Beck, you're going to get a dozen red roses or multicolored roses for twenty nine ninety nine. But if you use the promo code Beck, they'll give you another dozen. So two dozen roses. Absolutely. Absolutely free. The extra dozen and the free glass vase. Go there now. One eight hundred flowers dot com. It's one eight hundred flowers dot com. Use the promo code Beck.
3: Glenn Beck. I want to
1: apologize for losing my cool with that last caller, but I want to, I want to pick it up where we just left off, and I, I want to try to explain why he's wrong. Coming up. Glenn Beck. If you just joined us. Uh, A little while ago, I had a uh, caller call in and we were talking about um, how the media and 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 the the left has truly gone insane. Uh, And they are they are now excusing the mobs. They've been excusing Antifa. They're excusing all tactics. They're not paying attention to anyone, uh, you know, calling to surround people at dinner, at their home, wherever they are. This is going to lead to violence. It is going to lead to violence. And I went through the history of violence, no matter what the media might try to write today. The history of violence in the 20th century, civil unrest and violence happened mainly for two reasons the communists and the international workers of the world ginning up strikes uh sometimes justified against the uh the corporations not saying the corporations were right but that was not the reason those strikes actually happened those strikes happened because of marxism and communism period many times the uh the race riots were ginned up exactly the same way that does not mean that in the 30s and 40s and the 20s and the teens that those things were not um uh, legitimate had legitimate complaints they did america was an awful place if you were black it was an awful place but we have to tell each other the truth and we have to study. And we have to take these times seriously. And I'm sorry, but responding on social media is not taking these times seriously. My full time job, and I am wildly unqualified to do it, my full time job is to try to explain to you what's happening and then give you my opinion on what we should do wildly unqualified this show went national i was a joke i was a, i was a clown I, I i didn't know anything it started the week of 911 i spent that week on my knees saying lord you've got the wrong guy i don't have anything to say i don't i don't know what to say I've taken this job seriously. I'll be honest with you. A few years ago, for multiple reasons, I just gave up. I gave up. But I couldn't leave. And it had nothing to do with money or anything else. It, 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 it was wrong. I want you to know I'm just like you. I'm struggling to figure out what's happening. Great men have lived in this country and have stood up. I am not a great man. I am a man that is just trying to hold it together and be better than I was yesterday. This caller suggested to me that it is time for people to rise up and fight back. And it was clear to me he wanted to strike out. When are we going to be able to protect yourself? Well, if you are in danger, you have that right now. If you or your family are under threat and feel that your life is at stake, you have that right. That's not what he was talking about. I want you to, I want you to really listen to me carefully. Please, please, with an open heart, listen to me. We can disagree and we can talk about it. And I respect you if you disagree, but please listen to my reasoning. I have looked for an answer to this and I have most likely I was one of, if not the first person in your life to tell you this was coming. I believed that before I started to say it on the air. And once I felt that way, believe me, it drove me to my knees to try to find an answer. And nothing seems to work. And I keep going back and saying, that doesn't work. And I keep getting the same answer. And I keep looking at history. Do not surrender, do not sit down, do not comply. We need to go to the polls and we need to vote. Now, I know people in this audience are rolling their eyes. That doesn't change anything. It has changed a lot. Already, it has changed a lot. If you hadn't gone to the polls... And frankly, if you would have listened to me, we wouldn't have had the two Supreme Court justices that we do. You wouldn't have a president who stood up against the mob. Now, with that being said, this president also, with his tweets, has, you know, throws gasoline on the fire sometimes. And that's not helpful. but it feels good it feels good because people have been kicked to the curb for so long i cannot even watch cnn anymore i can't i can't i can barely watch any news anymore we must stand for what our parents taught us was true What we learned was true. And there's a lot of things. Unfortunately, we have to start at sticks and stones can break my bones. When I asked the guy, How is your family under attack? he told me, Well, you don't have to go to a grocery store. If I wear a flag on my shirt, I get dirty looks. Dirty looks? This is the part I need you to hear. I need you to hear it very clearly. First, let me ask you this question. Is America good? Do most Americans believe in fairness? Just being fair. I think you should. I hope you still answer yes, but it seems to be getting smaller. And I would agree with you on that. But we have fought fire with fire, and it's not changing any hearts. In fact, it's doing the opposite, it is changing our heart. We are not getting stronger in our Judeo Christian values, we are getting weaker. We are getting more angry. We are moving towards the edge of an abyss that others are wanting us to walk off. Listen to this one explanation and you'll understand why I feel so desperate right now. Why did Bonhoeffer fail? If you don't know who Dietrich Bonhoeffer is, you should look him up. He was a pacifist. He had a lot in common with Gandhi, except he believed in Jesus. But other than that, I think that's the only real difference. He was a pacifist. He was a pastor. He was in Germany. He walked the street on Kristallnacht and went into those stores with broken glass And bought things from those stores the very next day. This guy did not sit down. He was not quiet. The day the Fuhrer gave his inaugural address, his broadcast was shut off because while that was happening, he was giving a speech on radio called The Fuhrer Principle. He was speaking out to a nationwide audience this is wrong. He had influence. He had power. He had position. He was in the right place. Why was that voice not able to convince his fellow Germans? Because they had already gone over the cliff. Because they had lost, because of World War I in the 1920s, they had lost their Judeo-Christian values. It was an empty shell. There was nothing left other than the tradition of going. Now, I don't believe that that's where we are yet, but we're approaching that. If we lose our Judeo-Christian heart, our values, our principles, if we lose our archetype as a nation that Jesus is who we should try to be, we're done. And not only are we done, we become the darkest nation in the history of all mankind. You think you're afraid of Google now? Wait. You think China is a mess? Wait. If we go dark, we could be responsible for enslaving the entire world. I've said it for almost a decade and a half. We will make the Nazis look like rookies. Please hear me. What separates us is our Judeo-Christian values. Those are under attack Gandhi won. Remember, he didn't do a hunger strike against the English. He did a hunger strike against his own people because they said enough is enough. Pick up a gun and fight. His hunger strike was against violence by his own people, a righteous violence. But the English still had their Judeo-Christian heart and when they saw a good man stand up and they saw the response of their own government to a good man to a good man they changed sides they stood with him why did martin luther king win martin luther king won because he refused he had every right to swing back it was right and righteous to swing and hit the people who were releasing dogs who were coming at night the man went to the government and asked for a concealed carry permit he was denied we'll keep you safe they said why did he win because of our judeo christian values those who were not Angry and involved directly in the fight, looked at the two sides and said, I want to be on his side, not their side. I don't like even the look of them. I don't like the way they got the dogs barking and the way they're grinning as they're hosing people down. I don't want anything to do with them. If Martin Luther King would have followed Malcolm X, there would have been a race war. I'm looking for a great man to stand up. And we need one more than ever. But I want to show you what a great man looks like. A great man never wants to go to war. Warriors know it. They'll fight when they have to, but they don't itch for it. George Washington knew the only way to beat England was to be a people of merit, Something in the eyes of God where God would look down and say, those people are good. It was April 4th, 1968, and Robert Kennedy was in Indianapolis, and he had to speak in the ghetto. Long before social media, when people were still getting their news from the television news and from newspapers in the morning. He had to go that night and tell those people Martin Luther King's been killed. The police, everyone said, don't go. He gave one of the greatest speeches in the history of America. In the history of great men. I'll share it next. Because, boy, it could be given today, and should be. My Patriot Supply. Uh, Emergencies usually strike without warning. We are sitting here with an emergency coming on shore uh, in Florida, and uh, our prayers are with everyone in Florida, and Mercury One is already mobilized and is headed toward Florida now. If you are in a situation where you have to be evacuated, how much is that going to cost you? I mean, how do you afford it? Sincerely, how do you afford it? You've got to have a hotel for your family. You've got to eat out all the time. I don't know how you do it. The best thing you can do is prepare for a natural disaster when things are calm. Ask yourself right now, how do you feed your family for two weeks? How do you do it? Now is the time use my patriot supply get a 2 week food kit it'll get you started this week it's on sale for only $75 that's 2 weeks of food go to the special website let me ask you this you you have to evacuate you're going out to dinner with 4 kids you going to spend 75 bucks, you bet. This is 2 weeks of food. PrepareWithGlen.com. Go there now or call 800-271-63. Preparewithglend.com. 800-271-63. com. So before I play this audio for you, cuz <clears throat> I want it I I want you to really listen to it. It's about 3 minutes and I want you to really listen to it. I want you to ask yourself do you hear that voice anywhere today? But before I play this, I I want you I want you to ask yourself which direction is the country going? More Christian, more Christ-like, more decency, more helpful? more understanding more compassionate more empathetic or are we headed the other direction what are the leading indicators what what politician is leading us there what media source is leading us there what educational source is leading us there and are our churches are they getting stronger or weaker if we don't keep our hearts soft We don't win. Bonhoeffer was right, but he was speaking to people that their hearts had already been heartened. I fear we have a limited time. We have a window of opportunity, and it has been with us now for a while, and it is starting to close and that window that is closing is that that window of of Christ as our exemplar there i said it of the the traditional view of how we are to behave how are we how we are to act there will be a time where fighting is the only choice but it's not now now is the time to live the judeo christian values back. that made us Mercury. america i want you to i want i want you to understand that you are on a path to victory right now you are on a path to victory if you are angry this morning, I understand. I understand because you're watching television or you're reading things on social media and you're like, I can't believe these people are calling for for mobs or riots and they're and the and the media is excusing them. And is the media winning? The media is only winning cuz we're allowing them into our life to win. They're meaningless. The media is not winning. You are. Think of this. You got the most unelectable man in American history elected. You got a guy that everyone said cannot do it. The ultimate outsider doesn't play politics, doesn't play game, doesn't do anything that anyone would say you should do that. You got him elected. Then what did he do? Uh, Started doing the things he said he would do. What the hell is that? I've never seen that from a politician. You're winning. Do you think the left has become unhinged because they think you're on the ropes? Do you think the left has has just signed on to democratic socialism, a radical un-American idea? Do you think that they're excusing Antifa because they think we're about to win? This is the last gasp in death throes. Backed into a corner, no place to go. What do you do? You just start throwing punches. You're not in the corner. They're in the corner. Why are you acting like you're in the corner? They are trying to get you to feel like you're in the corner. You're not. They're not protesting because you're weak. They're protesting because you're strong. People who say, I don't want to talk to the Democrats. You can't talk to the Democrats. Really? Really? I'm not talking about the politicians. I'm not talking about the crazy Antifa people on the edges. I'm talking about your neighbor. Now, A lot of people can't. I get that. I can't talk to a lot of people. I get it. I do get it. But let's not forget 20% of the people who voted for Donald Trump voted for Barack Obama. Where where do they come from? We don't want to talk to people who voted for Barack Obama, really? Because 20%. Now, you're not hearing that on TV because the Democrats and the media don't want you to know that they're 20% responsible for this monster. You're winning. African American unemployment is the lowest in history. Our current unemployment rate overall is the lowest since the 1960s. You're winning. You have a conservative court. And if things continue this way, if we go out and vote, uh, guess what? You might have two other court appointments. Why do you think they'll be mad about that? Because you're winning. Let's remember that and keep that into perspective when we call for violence. Now, why? Why? Why punch down? We have a bigger vision for America, and it's happening. Why punch down? It's irrelevant. It's easy to get mad. It's easy to get mad, especially in today's world. It used to be that we had to be mad about something that was real. Now Americans are just mad because, oh, my gosh, did you hear they use the M word? I actually had to click on the story because I didn't know what the M word was. The headline was uh, CNN host goes crazy because guest uses M word. What the hell is the M word? Mob. Mob. Don't use that word now. Can't call Antifa or what's happening at the steps of the Supreme Court of mob. No, no, no. 400 arrests, that's not a mob. So it's easy to get angry. But when you are angry, that is when character comes out. That's when people see who you really are. And if people are looking for a home because I'm not comfortable with socialism, I'm not comfortable with people who are saying I don't like capitalism. I'm not comfortable with people who are calling for mobs and calling for riots and surrounding people in restaurants. I'm not comfortable. I can't vote for them. Who do I vote with? Where do I go? If the other side is saying kill them, get them, punch back, they're not going to go to you either. April 4th, 1968, on the back of a flatbed pickup truck in the heart of the worst part of town, the ghetto in Indianapolis, in front of an almost entirely black crowd before social media, Martin Luther King is shot. RFK is on the way to speak. Everyone, the sheriff, everyone says, you can't go there. You're a white man in a black crowd. They will kill you. He said, no, they won't. No handler, no cell phones, no writers, nothing. He takes a little piece of paper and he jots down a few notes and he gets up to break the news. To this black crowd that Martin Luther King had just been shot. I want you to listen to his message because his message is exactly the message that I would love to hear from people today. Listen.
3: In this difficult time for the United States, it's perhaps well to ask what kind of a nation we are and what direction we want to move in. For those of you who are black, considering the evidence evidently is that There were white people who were responsible. You can be filled with bitterness and with hatred and a desire for revenge. We can move in that direction as a country in greater polarization. Black people amongst blacks and white amongst whites filled with hatred toward one another. Or we can make an effort as martin luther king did to understand and to comprehend and replace that violence that stain of bloodshed that is spread across our land with an effort to understand and compassion and love for those of you who are black and are tempted to fill with be filled with hatred and mistrust of the injustice of such an act against all white people. I would only say that I can also feel in my own heart the same kind of feeling. I had a member of my family killed, but he was killed by a white man. But we have to make an effort in the United States. We have to make an effort to understand, to get beyond or go beyond these rather difficult times. A favorite poem, my my favorite poet was Aeschylus. He once wrote, Even in our sleep, pain which cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart until in our own day despair. Against our will comes wisdom, through the awful grace of God. What we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness, but is love and wisdom and compassion toward one another. Feeling of justice toward those who still suffer within our country whether they be white or whether they be black
1: one of the greatest speeches uh, given by any man in the United States RFK Martin Luther King had won already he had won If a politician would have gotten up on the back of a pickup truck and said what politicians are saying today, get them. Martin Luther King's life would have been wasted because nobody would have wanted to be a part of that and they would have identified People would have looked at that and said, yeah, it's justified, but I don't want to be a part of that. You're winning. Stay the course. Do not play into the game of those who are in their death throes. They're eating their own. Don't be fooled. I want to tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's blinds.com blinds.com uh, would like to remind all of us that the holidays are right around the corner. Jeez. Is it the, it's the middle of October already, isn't it? This is crazy. How fast this year has gone. It has to be a sign of how old we all are. Cause <laughs> it's like, wasn't it just christmas like last week it's so weird because sometimes things seem like it was just last week you can't believe that it's already october and then at other times like you said about the you know the assassination attempt on the republicans yeah that was last summer or spring no summer yeah. what the hell you that seems like it was 500 years ago yeah
4: it was just over a month ago that we had the anonymous op-ed remember what the f- that's just like a few weeks ago the anonymous op-ed. In the New York Times that uh, we are standing up to the president behind closed doors. Oh my and gosh. It was like the biggest story in the universe Ugh,
1: for a week. So much
4: It's just a month ago.
1: I know. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Well, the holidays are here and Blinds.com would like to remind you if you are, you know, wanting to spruce up the house because the family is coming or whatever, you don't have to take out a second mortgage. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Brand new, made-to-order custom blinds from Blinds.com will give your home an instant, massive upgrade. And it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. The team at blinds.com is going to walk you through the entire measure and installation process. They can even, you know, you can send them pictures and they will help guide their recommendations. They'll answer questions for you via phone, email, live chat. You can read reviews. You can see before and after pictures. You get the latest trends on colors and patterns at their site. It's 20 years in business of being the number one number one online retailer of custom window coverings and that's for a reason they are the best so order now through october 16th and you can save what date is it today the 10th you you can save next six days you can save up to 30 percent plus take an additional five percent off site wide with promo code back that's up to 30 percent plus an additional five percent off site wide at blinds.com promo code back rules and restrictions do apply I'm glad you're here. I actually I have to be honest with you. I was, I was, uh, I wish I was with my daughter today uh, because she, we have uh, spent the weekend making a volcano. Uh, Pretty and, impressive, by the way. Yeah, Tanya yelled at me about it. She yelled at you about yeah, it. Yeah, well, she didn't yell at me. She just came over and she said, "You realize this is only extra credit." And I said, <laughs> "Honey." <laughs> You're dealing with an alcoholic, I'm either all in or I'm all out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, you know we made a paper mache volcano and it's uh, pretty el- it's pretty elaborate. Um, but then I, I have to post that and I have to post what my sister sent to me last night. My sister Michelle, who is probably the most talented in the family, she sent me, oh, we're working on our gingerbread uh, you know house for contest, uh, you know again this year. And they always, you know, win a ribbon and whatever. And uh, she's like a massive overachiever. So she said, uh, this year we're doing a Wizard of Oz theme. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> the Wizard of Oz, she just showed me, she just finished the witch's house. And she showed me and see, it goes up here. And she's making a gingerbread tornado. And the house is sitting in the tornado. It's crazy it is I crazy i can't even begin to think
4: about what that would look like
1: uh, i'll show it to yeah, you yeah it's I, I have to post it i'll post it next to my volcano and you tell me which one's sicker okay i mean i admit my family is riddled with illness mental illness can't stop can't stop uh but i'm healthy compared to her <laughs> can I ask this? This
4: leads me to uh, a bizarre question I can't believe I'm asking on national mm-hmm. radio. But is Big Gingerbread making a move here for an additional holiday? Have you noticed this lately? I've noticed some Halloween gingerbread houses. Now, gingerbread houses are a Christmasy Christmas. thing, right? Yeah. Like that you do that at Christmas, maybe Thanksgiving, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Between, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have two. Halloween gingerbread houses at our house. I won't do it. How did that start? I won't do it. What is Bing Gingerbread trying to do? Yeah. We're going to have this at like July 4th. Gingerbread damn. houses and they're red, red, white, and blue. The damn
1: Russian Austrians or whoever is behind that. Mm. You know that's a foreign influence. It's definitely Russian Austrians because yeah. there's so many <laughs> Russian <laughs> Austrians. Gingerbread thing
4: going yeah, that's on. That's right. Where it's, I, I'm telling you that's Look, where it's going. We, we know about pig toba-
1: big tobacco, big pharma. Yeah, now we've got now big, a big, big gingerbread. gingerbread. I hadn't seen that. Oh, yeah. But that is something. That's something I would march in the streets for. I mean, I'm Or against.
4: Against? I mean, uh, well, yeah, I'm not I, exactly against, you know, more houses made no, of cookies.
1: I don't like the elongation of all these holidays. We're going to be in one <laughs> giant Christmas, Ramahana, Quan'smas kind of <laughs> holiday year round. If we don't say enough, stop it. Gingerbread is for Christmas, not for Halloween. Glenn Beck. Monday was supposedly the last chance for Asia Bibi. She's a Christian woman in Pakistan who has been sentenced to death. Her fate still hangs in the air. She was sentenced to death by hanging in 2010. Here's her crime. It was a hot day. She was thirsty. She was overworked and she drank from the same water container as some Islamic women that she was working with. They demanded that she convert to Islam right away. They then said she insulted Mohammed, the Muslim prophet. She denied ever having done so. She just wanted a drink of water, uh, you know, from a water container. That's it. But even if she did insult, what what insult would be bad enough to warrant death by hanging? How in 2018, while we are marching uh, for women's rights, is it still okay for a country to have anti blasphemy laws that carry automatic death sentences? Women that can't drive women that uh, can't go out of their house. Why is nobody paying attention to this? And now laws that are widely backed by millions of people. This is not a radical idea. If you won't convert, you die. Monday was supposed to be the last chance BB had to appeal her death sentence, but it was delayed. Her lawyer spoke with journalists. I'm 100% sure she's going to be acquitted. She has a very good case. But even if she succeeds, she's going to remain in prison for years. Her lawyer himself is now in grave danger simply because he defended her. He now has to have around-the-clock security at his house. He said, I've lost my health. I'm a high-blood-pressure patient. My privacy is totally gone. You have to be in hiding. But everyone knows who I am. And they look at this house, and they know this is the home of a person who can be killed at any time by a pack of angry mullahs. He also has watched others who tried to defend B.B., been murdered the intolerance the intolerance of Pakistan are we on this road America where there is doubt there is freedom it's barbaric what is happening all around But you're not going to hear this on college campuses. You won't see it reported on any mainstream network. You won't read about it in the New York Times. Because religious liberties do not apply, apparently, to Christians. Because a woman is being sentenced to death for being a Christian. No one pays attention. And by a government. By a government. Not by some radical faction, but by a government. How long are we going to skirt around these dangerous ideas without calling them out? No, I'm sorry, they're not equal. How long are feminists and social justice types going to scream about mansplaining, yet remain silent on atrocities like those that are happening throughout the world in the name of a certain religion? Forgive me, uh, I'm not sure if I should say it, but it is about Islam. In many places, the cost of misspeaking is too high. Currently, today, it is a high price, but not the ultimate price yet.
3: It's Wednesday, October tenth. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program.
1: I want to thank Ed uh, Stetzer. He um, is—he's a guy that we had booked last hour, and uh, I, I. kind of went in a different direction, but uh, it it fits right in uh, to what we have been talking about today. I had a caller uh, about an hour and a half ago who said that, you know, when is it time that we're going to fight back? And we should fight back. We should fight back at the polls. We should stand uh, true and steady. We have to speak truth. Do not forget the things that we were all taught and we all know are true to be civil and kind to one another but we we're not at a place where uh, i think you grab a gun i won't christians in the age of outrage how to bring our best when the world is at its worst ed stetzer just wrote that book welcome to the program ed how are you
7: Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I think we both wrote books on outrage. So it's kind of a nice <laughs> timing to talk about
1: outrage. We did. And have you found, Ed, that it's not necessarily an understood topic or a popular topic right now to try to defuse it or explain what it does to us?
7: You know, it's interesting. I see the word used more than I've ever seen it before in my lifetime. And, you know, rage and outrage is in headlines of articles all the time. But it's when you go a little deeper, and in your case, talking about his relationship to addiction, or in my case, talking about how Christians might engage the age of outrage. I don't think, I think there's a lot of references to it, but not a lot of, okay, what do we do? And I think, you know, Dan from Georgia, who, who, uh, fascinating, fascinating call. And as you kind of walk through that with him, he's clearly outraged. His response would be very different than yours, and I appreciate how you responded uh, and mine. And I think ultimately, part of the challenges is Dan's response is. I mean, Dan just said, "I'll just say it. I'll just say it." You know, Dan's response is the way a lot of people feel right I now. Know. They are there's a lot of built up outrage that is, and it's it's you know, both on the conservative and the liberal side. And it's in many ways tearing our country apart. From my concern as a Christian leader, you know, I'm here at the Billy Graham Center. Uh, my concern is, is, as Christians, how are we going to engage in a world filled with outrage? Uh, and when sometimes we're the we're the cause of it, sometimes we're the targets of it. It's it's a mix. And I love your comments about religious liberty too. I mean, I, I'm I'm deeply concerned about religious liberty uh, around the world. Thankful for you bringing that up, bringing that case up even today. But, but, but again, I see Christians who are outraged about Starbucks cups rather than about persecution around the
1: yeah. world. And yeah. I think so we got our own issues to deal with, but also it's the culture as a whole. So tell me, because and <clears throat> I don't know if you heard last hour when I was talking about Bonhoeffer and that we have this closing window. Bonhoeffer did not succeed in what he tried to do, although he was in the end victorious. Um, but he didn't he didn't change the people because the people had already abandoned their Judeo-Christian values. They were angry. They were outraged. And they were they wanted political solutions, not a spiritual solution. Uh, and uh, they They just went for it. We have this this window uh, on our Judeo-Christian culture and our and our underpinnings. They're being lost. And if we don't get through that window and keep people's hearts open, we're going to go really awry. Yeah, I agree. And I I think, ultimately, this is our moment.
7: And, you know, not every—we don't get to pick the moment we're born or that we live into, and every generation has faced their challenges, but this is our moment. And in in the book, I sort of go through—I have a chart and some stats. We have some new statistics in each chapter, and I talk about how, in many ways, uh, that Judeo-Christian consensus has been lost, and now— the views of uh, you know Christians, different groups, maybe uh, that are more on the conservative side, are now outside in many ways of the mainstream of society, where once they were the mainstream, and that's kind of led to an accelerated uh, outrage cycle. It's led to well, everyone's turning up the volume to 11, and ultimately, I don't think that's the path. And I appreciate what you just said earlier when you were talking to talking to Dan. Is we've got to um, we've got to choose a, a different way now. One of the key things is Christians uh, are consistently choosing a different way. And, you know, we don't need to be discipled by our cable news network. Uh, We don't need to be uh, shaped spiritually by our social media feed. I think, ultimately, we need to be shaped as Christians by who Christ is. And Jesus was unafraid to stand up. I mean, he he was in the temple, and he turned over tables. But he also showed this remarkable ability— that we can model to, to build bridges with people with whom he uh, shouldn't even be around. Think of the Samaritan woman at the well. And I think, ultimately, we need a better path. The answer is not to get like the world. The answer for Christians in this age of outrage is to really follow the way of Jesus into the world. And I'm not some, you know, well, don't stand up for things. Don't. I mean, even you said you fight, but you fight. Uh, you know, for example, uh, you can't war at a people and reach a people at the same time. No. And so it's a question of how you approach that. And we're just, we're, to use your title, we're addicted to outrage right now. And I'm, and I'm trying to say there's a better way for Christians to, 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 to well, even when they're the targets of the outrage, and certainly to not participate in creating faux and false crises and
1: outrage. Well, here's what's interesting to me, and I pointed it out last hour. If you talk politically, we're winning. I mean, look at the Supreme Court. Brett Kavanaugh. I don't know of any president that would have stood up for that. Look what happened with Israel in many ways. You know, we're winning. It's not they're not forming mobs and going out and, and, you know, uh, trying to get into people's face and getting them to react uh, in anger because they're winning. They're doing that because they're desperate. We're actually making progress. And somehow or another. We're just being swept up in their drama.
7: Well, I think people are, it, it's kind of weird that appeals to us. There's a part of us, and I think that's why uh, you know, we'll find you know, some, some, some crisis on social media that Christians will be very attracted to, and then we find out later that wasn't true, and it yeah. kind of spread around, and, and, you know, and, and, and I think that's part of the concern. What is it in us that draws us to outrage rather than to engage. And I think there's a there's a difference between the two. And you know, I'm some for example, I'm someone who's deeply pro life. You know, I spoke at the March for Life here in Chicago not that long ago. And you know, you had kind of, you know, there, the those of us in the March for Life speaking up and standing for life. And then you had some protester around the side just calling us terrible people. But then you had some some self identified Christians yelling horrible things at them. Yeah. And here's what I don't want to be I want to be in the group that's saying I'm going to stand for life not yelling horrible things at one another and thinking even the counter-protesters who were kind of part of the March for Life but left and started yelling, that's the problem. We look too much like them, and I don't think that that's our goal. If our goal, and we talk about this a lot uh, in Christians in the Age of Outrages, is to, is to hold a biblical worldview, but then to engage the world with a winsome approach. And, and, and Glenn, for what's worth, I mean, I, I've been fascinated to watch you sort of walk through that journey as well. And I think it really challenged a lot of people in the way that they would think. And so, so, so kudos to you for even writing
1: on this subject. I think it matters. Um, I'd like to talk to you about your solutions, Uh, so let me take a quick break. The name of the book is Christians in the Age of Outrage. I think it is really important. We cannot become that which we despise. We cannot play the same game. First of all, just strategically, you lose. But also, we lose who we are when Judeo-Christian values are under attack, and our archetype has always been Moses and Jesus. Jesus we take jesus and moses out who are we modeling who are we modeling who are we striving to be we cannot forget our archetype back in just a second first let me tell you about gold line president trump has been uh warning about the risks to every american if the republicans lose one or both houses of congress this november um, we will see an impeachment proceeding that does not mean that they will remove him from office but they will impeach him uh, the 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 first chance they get, if they win the house, if they win the house and the senate, you're going to see gridlock. You're going to see nothing, really, nothing good. We need to go out and vote now. What does this mean if if chaos is happening in Washington more than it is? What does that mean to the economy? What does that mean to security? What do our enemies do? Goldline has uh, put together a report. On what you can expect if there is a Democratic victory, you can get the report for free. All you have to do is call them. I've read the report. I really would uh, advise you to get it and share it with your friends. I buy gold and, uh, and silver as an insurance policy against chaos. And if you've been paying any attention, chaos is only getting worse. Get your copy right now by calling 866 Goldline, 1 866 Goldline, or goldline.com. Be informed of what our future may hold. Get your free report now, 866 Goldline. The name of the book is Christians in the Age of Outrage, and it is very frank. It talks about uh, what Christians can and and should do, and also have not done, and how we're actually hurting ourselves. Um, you talk about our God really kind of being identity now. Can you explain that, Ed? I think ultimately we've
7: kind of, as a nation, moved ourselves into factions. And what I don't want is Christians to be a faction in a world of factions. Um, I think that's the part of the problem. But but I think you know people identify themselves as you know I'm I'm this or I'm that. I've got a social media community, and and, and then that faction sort of becomes identity becomes a faction. The faction becomes an echo chamber, and then ultimately uh, we the volume just goes up, up and up and up, and the anger just goes up, up and up and up. And and we can't survive, I think, as a nation. Factionalizing at this level, eventually you'll balkanize, to use a term from history, yeah. where we'll kind of break apart. And so, I think the ultimate thing is, now I, I can't, you know, I can't solve all the political things. You're, you've got a much bigger platform to talk about politics than I do. I'm just trying to help Christians to say, all right, how do we react? How do we respond? And the answer is, is not to take our identity from anything other than king jesus and 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 again i know that's overtly spiritual but we're talking here in this in this focus i mean so it's to take our identity from king jesus jesus is not coming back on air force one he's not riding a donkey or an elephant when he does and to acknowledge that i'm only all in as a christian in following christ and everything else is shaped around that my identity is more to christ and his kingdom that's kind of our motto here at Wheaton college my identity is more to christ and his kingdom than to anything else
1: So I explained this yesterday that, um, you know, the the so-called Christians of the Westboro Baptist Church, you know, they they hold up signs. You know, God hates this. God hates that. Blah, blah, blah. They're just despicable. You don't win by by holding up signs. No, God hates you. And shouting things back, you win by listening, by understanding, by embracing them as a soul or a brother and sister, not what they're doing, standing up. But people have been changed. There's one woman in particular that actually left her own family in the Westboro Baptist Church because somebody spoke to her with civil with civility and said, let's just reason here for a minute.
7: Yeah, that's so okay. I have on my desk, actually right here in front of me, a nameplate, because uh, they actually protested at my church. We went out and served them coffee and donuts, and they called me in the national news. I can't use one of the words probably on the radio, but a lying beep, false prophet. And so it's actually, and one of my staff made it into a nameplate. It says, it says, lying blank, false prophet. Westboro Baptist Church, which by mm-hmm. the way is neither, Baptist, is neither Baptist nor a church but but in doing so, I mean, the question is how do we respond? Well, somebody reached out. I actually interviewed one of the members of the family as well at Christianity mm-hmm. Today so somebody reached out and I will tell you I think that's what we can do right now with people who deeply disagree with us and the book is filled with examples of Christians who actually built relationships with people who radically disagreed and in the process we're able to come to maybe a better understanding uh, one example, for example, is a uh, is the president of Biola University, which is a Christian university in California, uh, met with the kind of the leader of the, uh, the party in the state legislature there in California that was trying to change laws that would make it illegal for Biola to live their Christian beliefs about marriage, sexuality, and more. Well, they ended up getting to understand each other better. The, will, the bill was ultimately not moved forward, but dropped, and, and, and now we're at a very different place. Now, I'm not saying you can always do that. But I am saying that Christians need to try to do that. And I do think that in doing so, we'll act a lot more like Jesus. Or even this. how about a lot more like Christians historically? Because uh, the, the moment we're in is not time for us to join in ratcheting up the outrage. And, and as you said earlier to your caller, I'm calling people to arms. Yet that's not, I mean, Glenn, that's not an uncommon view. And some, of the, some of the worst things I see on social media, I, I click on a link and I find go to the bio and it's the first thing. Listen, the thing is Christian.
1: And I'm like, that's not what it's supposed to look like. And I think that's what we need is a change in a lot of hearts. I will tell you this. The ones who can teach us this right now are the the victims of ISIS and the ones who were were literally chained uh, as slaves. Uh, you know, story after story after story of these Christians who I mean, I know one family that actually wrote to ISIS after they said, you're all dead. We're coming Saturday to kill you. Um, uh, I think it was on I think it was on Sunday. We're going to come on Sunday and kill you uh, if you don't submit and we're going to crucify you. The family sat down, kids and all, and wrote a letter and said, we understand. We forgive you for that. We're not going. We're not going to leave. We'll be here. You can come at three o'clock. We only ask that you do not crucify us. It it, it is. We're not worthy of that kind of a death. And they lived because they stood up with peace. It's unbelievable what's happening.
7: Well, and we can learn from global Christians or also historically. There was this emperor, fascinating emperor, called Julian the Apostate. I write about this in the book. And he, he actually, he's called the Apostate because, you know, victors write the history and the Christians eventually became more yeah. and more prominent. And and here's what he writes because he's so angry about uh, trying to hold back the advance of Christians. He's a pagan. And he says this, uh, Whilst the pagan priests neglect the poor, the hated Galileans devote themselves to works of charity. He goes on and says, These impious Galileans, impious Galileans not only feed their own poor but ours also welcome them into their agape
1: the name I of the book the, it, the name of the book is christians in the age of outrage pick it up it is well worth the read
3: this is the glenbeck program
1: the lights were on late at night last night at mercury one our mercury one partners uh, are uh, are ready to provide aid and relief to those who have are going to be affected. It is now coming on shore. Alligator point, Florida. It is a monster uh, category Four. I mean, boy, did this happen fast, dangerous storm surge, the winds, the flooding all on the Northeastern Gulf coast. Uh, And uh, a lot of people didn't even get out and evacuate because it happened so fast. We do have our hurricane relief fund up. Now we need your help. Donations, uh, will go directly where they are needed most. If you donate directly to the disaster relief fund, 100 percent of the money raised goes to that effort. So you can go to mercury one dot org slash hurricane relief, mercury one slash hurricane relief. That's mercury one dot org. And please uh, help us so we can have everything that Florida might need there when it is time, most likely later today. All right, Pat Gray is uh, joining us from uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. And, uh Pat, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, it is. And what is on your mind today, Pat?
8: Did you ever see the... Uh, the tv show continuum did you watch that yeah i loved it yeah it was a great show yeah uh, it was all about corporations running the world in the year 2070 or something yeah
1: and I, you know what i, I thought I, it was kind of silly at the time i have mocked blade runner and everything yeah oh, the
8: corporation piece. i know come on it's, we're all scared of corporations it, now. It,
1: the, the, that's the one thing the left had right they might yeah mm. they might oh they had it right in that right way right i mean it,
4: they were just saying yeah, the profit well, right. motive was bad. Right. Yes. Like that was yeah, their But they were just, But do you remember
1: when they put the flag with all the corporate logos on it and everything else? Mm-hmm. I always thought, oh, please give it a rest. But it is. I mean, you could put Amazon, Google, Facebook on the flag and eh, pretty accurate. Yeah, we had, we now have,
8: and those are some that you mentioned. We now have companies that are big enough to really fit fit that role. I don't know that they, that they do. No, not yet. But uh, close. Amazon, in particular, is just getting enormous. And um, in the book "The Four: The Hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google," uh, the author talks about just how massive Amazon is. Uh, for instance. Far fewer U.S. households have a gun than Amazon Prime, 30% to 64%. Holy cow. More Americans have Prime than voted in 2016, only 55%. More Americans have Amazon Prime than go to church. Uh, More have Amazon Prime than... than are in an,
1: a monogamous relationship with a spouse. Yeah, but I mean, couldn't you have said that about more Americans had NBC and CBS and ABC? Mm-hmm. I mean,
8: maybe, but they're into so many other things too. Which you know, you got to consider that um, I, I, that they're they're into everything else. Like, f- I, I think it's fifty five percent of households now, or sixty five percent of households have uh, Alexa. Oh, uh, that's or terrifying. Echo. And That's so terrifying. we just we invited that yeah. surveillance yeah. into our home if they want to use yeah. it that
1: way. And I don't know that they are, but they no, they are they recording. Could. They are recording. They do. Yes. Yeah. Recording Con- be- continually. Yeah. Because they they it needs to a listen, but it's also mm-hmm. learning. It's trying to learn how to communicate.
8: Yes. And they're they're reporting on our moods our tastes, all the things we like, all the things we want, the things we need, and our fears. And they just report all of that back to uh, Amazon headquarters. Uh, they just gobbled up Whole Foods right now. And when they did, Kroger's stock went from $31 a share to 22 <laughs> That's how big this company is. Wow. They're going to be uh, the largest clothing retailer by 2020. Uh, they already sell more books than anybody on earth. They've driven how many... Uh, book retailers out of business. Um, I mean, they're they're about to spend more on original programming than even Netflix. Uh, they're going to be the biggest Hollywood producer. <laughs> they're into so many things. Is it time to... I mean, I don't know what you do about it. Do you favor, as a capitalist, breaking up a company? That's what they did to Microsoft. That's what they did to... Uh, or they tried to to Microsoft. That's what they did with Mountain Bell.
1: Um, yeah, but Mountain Bell was in with the government. I mean that was a that was protected by the government and part of a you know that was that was a protected property. You couldn't you couldn't start anything against them, right? That's why. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could start on your own Amazon. You're not going to be able to compete. Well, there, I don't but, think. But, but there are other options. Yeah, there other, other options. there are other
4: options. It's just people. You know, the problem is Amazon does everything better than everybody else. Yeah,
1: this is I mean, the real yeah. problem. We've been talking about it this yeah. all week. Is I don't. I don't want you to change Amazon. I like Amazon. I like Amazon Prime. I like the fact. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we were trying to build a stupid volcano for um, my daughter, yeah. and Tanya went and got three uh, percent hydrogen peroxide, and and we're reading it. And I'm like, I think thirty five percent is a different kind of peroxide, and it is. I didn't. I mean, it's a dangerous kind of peroxide, um, and we didn't have it. So I go online. I'm like, where can you get it? Amazon. I mean, it'll have it. You'll have of it tomorrow. You had yeah. Amazon. Of I mean, it's. I don't want them to change some of these things. Yeah, and and we're the same way with Google and Google's.
8: Getting pretty intrusive into things, right? But we, we like their search engine. Yeah. We yeah. like their browser. Their
4: mail is great. Their mail is great. I and mean, it's like, free. And so we just, we've get given it out of we've Google. Yeah. Given away it all up. From Google. I mean, but I, I, mean, I mean, Amazon, you'd make the same argument. Amazon controls, I mean, people are like, oh, well, I buy a lot of things for Amazon. And that's obviously a big part of their business. Mm-hmm. But their cloud computing is really the main thing driving all of their profits. Oh, I know. Um, you know, and it's, uh, and so many places uh, use it. Every place you go on the web basically the is using does. Amazon. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, Alexa at this point is a, it's a luxury uh, product of moderate, you know, Worth. utility, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, yeah. like, it's fun to play with. Like, we use it as a speaker. You ask it the weather every once in a while. I mean, there's a couple things you can do with it. But I mean, like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is Alexa changing my life? No. At this Prime, point, no. Prime Will it, though? absolutely has changed my life. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's changed. I, I constantly it changes the way order you shop. things from it. Yep. Yeah. Prime now—they'll deliver to your door within an hour. Yeah, you
8: you could. I think you could safely say Amazon has almost killed the the mall.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, most of them. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you know, between mm -hmm. Amazon and Google, they have totally changed the world. Well, Yeah.
4: yeah. Like there's a there's a big mall near where we're doing the show in Texas, and you know, it's it still has tons and tons of stores in it, but you start to notice the way it changes. It's changing from a place to shop into a place for experiences yes there are lots of things for kids and lego stores and aquariums yeah. they took one of the big box stores and they made it into a giant um, it's, I think it's called the field house it's a giant gym with like 25 basketball courts and all leagues going play there it's more of an entertainment yeah, complex yeah it's yeah. more oh. of an entertainment complex it's it a place to, to be. go yeah which yeah. is not necessarily a, a bad thing I mean I no. think it's it's a cool you go somewhere and have an experience with other people and then people bring things to your door it's fantastic so can I, so can i can
1: i can I tell you about an experience I had last last week and I have to tell you it is okay the only thing you get to be rich it's the same problems just bigger okay mm-hmm Uh, there is one game changer, and that is private air travel. That changes your life entirely, okay? Other than that, all the same. Media. Mm, I've seen some things that are game-changing in certain ways, you know, being able to do it online instead of a TV, and it's it's pretty big. No, no, no. I went to something called The Void. Have you heard about this yet? No. No. There's only one in Texas. It's Lucas. It's George Lucas that has done it. And the one in Texas is at the Cinemark in West Plano. I think it's thirty dollars for fifteen minutes. Whoa! I'd pay sixty. What? It, what, do you do? What, is it? what is it? Okay, it is. It is um, virtual reality. Um, and you you go in. You put on this virtual reality suit. You put on the the goggles and then you go into this this room that's just like a, it looks like a cubicle when your goggles are up it looks like a cubicle it's just it's all it is you put the goggles down and they start and you are now in Star Wars what yeah it's unbelievable you all the people you only go with 4 people maximum 4 and so you're going in And like, you know, my kids, we were all stormtroopers and I could tell who was who because we all are linked by comms and the sizes are there. But you put the goggles down. They're in suits. You are in a suit. You look down at yourself and you're in a suit. You put your hands out and you're in a suit. And you You go and you reach for things. And it happens at one point. The uh, the empire is pulling you over. You're on this mission. It pulls you over and you're on you remember that probably nobody remembers this but whatever that i whatever that planet was it was all lava that you Mm -hmm. know episode three Mm -hmm. okay you're pulled over on that planet and the doors open up and you have to you have to uh get off of your ship and get into theirs the doors open up you feel the heat of the lava and wherever you look you're on the planet it's unbelievable how is it i've not heard of this place it's yeah. brand new just it's opened called last void? the void I and it's in plano it's in west plano the only one in texas it is game changing wow it, i said to i said to rave cuz i don't play games all that stuff on like uh-huh. i don't know how you're going to leave virtual reality it was the coolest experience i've ever had it, you were there. I fought Darth Vader. It was unbelievable. You really feel. When you're walking out on the ship, you're walking out, and it looks, when you look down, it looks like you're on a grate. So you're seeing the lava beneath you. It actually gives you that spooky feeling of like, I'm going to fall. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is unbelievable. Oh, I have to do unbelievable this this, this month. How many days is, does do you have nationwide? Do you know? Don't know this. Wow. This month it is Star Wars. Next month is Ghostbusters. <laughs> and you're going in and you have the power pack <laughs> it's crazy wow. oh my god
4: i gotta try me because yeah. you know obviously the virtual reality thing is 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 not done to this level normally like they have some stuff and i don't think it's, it's yeah you know, no, it's this is, no this is serious no this
1: is well
8: done my, my your sons fighting. have a little mobile unit and it's yeah. like okay it's kind yeah, of cool. no here yeah. you, you fight it back
1: you're fighting when you're fighting you're you've got a you know you've got a blaster and you're <laughs> fighting and when you're shot, you feel it. You get a tingle in your chest or wherever it is they shoot you. It's wow! It's amazing. It is the closest thing to uh, I
8: didn't know that was, Ready Player One. I, I didn't know that was available now. Yeah, you know, you, we they talk about that being uh, something that's going to happen in the future, but yeah. to have it here that's... You,
1: and tickets, it's sold out all the time. Really? All the time, it's sold out, and it is fantastic. So how far in advance do you have to? I don't know. You just have to call and just see. Wow. But get your ticket. You will love it. And find it if it's in your state or in your area. Again, only one in Texas so far. It's at the Mm -hmm. Cinemark in West Plano, and it's called The Void, and it's Lucasfilm. Really it's cool, really good. All right. That's va- that's what that's valuable information. Right, that's we should sit here about taxes all
4: Great. day. Now yeah. I want to go. Do
8: but that. now you've given us something we can appreciate. Yeah. I want Let's go. We should all go should. together. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. it is fun.
1: so cool. It is so fun. Gives okay. us a chance to use weapons
4: against Glenn too. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a
1: minute. no, we're sure. not. To be,
4: sure, we're just imagining what we to no, do. The, but you know, no, no, we're, we're supposed to be
1: on the same team. <laughs> I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about filter by Stu. When's the last time you met a real man? I mean, a man like your dad used to be. That he was the guy who changed the filter and yeah. does all that stuff. When's uh, the- we we hire them to come over and do a, <laughs> we important t- work at our house. I don't know if those people exist. Tim, Tim, my son-in-law, he's a real man. Yeah, he's too well dressed to be a real man. Uh, no, I think that that makes him a Renaissance man. Hmm, that's yeah. what you would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, something goes wrong in the house. Tanya will say, "Well, can you fix it?" And I'm like. Of course I can. Where's your phone? Let me call Tim. All right. Changing the filter, all of that stuff. I forget. I just, I mean, I forget. This is the way you need to change your filters. Filterby.com. They are America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They'll make them custom made. They have over 600 sizes. They ship for free within 24 hours. They're made here in America. So it's all, you know, supporting workers here in America. And here's the best part. You save 5% if you subscribe for auto replacement. So you just call them up and you're like, or you just get online and you're like, okay, I need that filter for this. And it tells you when, how many times you're supposed to change it, when you're supposed to, and it just shows up. So then it's there. So you can say, honey, you got to change the filter again. Filter by, save time, save money. You'll breathe better. You will have an HVAC system that won't burn out on you. It's FilterBuy, FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. Now that I've brought up the void, now that's all Stu is going oh, to talk listening. about all day. I'm not listening to any of your points. Yeah.
4: By the way, in the news and why it matters, my top story uh, is going to be this, the void. Uh, if you could just mark that
1: down. So great. am going to be talking about that. How much time do I have here, Sarah? Uh, let me take Isaac in Texas. Hello, Isaac. You're on the Glenbeck uh, program.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Honor to speak to you, sir. Thank you. Thank um, you. I was. I'm a millennial. I have two quick things to thank you for. First is uh, for helping me realize not not turn me into a conservative, but helping me realize that I already was a conservative. Oh wow! And and along those lines, uh, I was listening to hour three of yesterday's program with Riaz Patel, and I just want to say thank you, um, and that I think. You know, you always say that if if we're to save the nation, that it'll be your audience that plays a huge role in it. And I think that's true, because I think when history looks back, if we do save ourselves from this, that you are going to be a huge part of that. And uh, I really appreciate your approach and what you're doing. And I just wanted to thank you for that. That
1: is um, amazing. Thank you so much. How old are you, Isaac? Uh, 26. Twenty-six, and what are you doing with your life?
5: I I own a tree service in Waco.
1: <laughs> good for you, man! Entrepreneur at twenty-six, good for you. How are how's business? Give yourself a plug.
5: It, it, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, Isaac and Pal's tree service uh, business has been great. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask for. I haven't read it yet, but. Uh, yeah, I've,
1: I have already I just made it out to you so it's going to be on the way so I'm going to put you on hold we'll get your address and where to send it and we will send it out to you Do you ever do tree service up in the Dallas area? Could I convince you to do that?
5: I, yeah, occasionally I go that far north.
1: Okay. Well, I I may uh, reach out to you cuz I've got a lot of trees that need to be uh <laughs> well, cut we hit, down. And we also just hate, for the we hate the earth. Yeah. yeah so we want to cut them all down. Yeah. All I just trees. they're healthy, they're beautiful. I just want to <laughs> cut them all down. Uh thanks Isaac.
3: Glenn back Mercury.